Hey, all you cool Keller beers and dunkles. Welcome to Boys Are From Martin, a women and beer podcast. Today on this episode, I am joined with Melissa Larrick of Hitchhiker Brewing Company, which is out of Pittsburgh. Melissa is also a member of the Pittsburgh chapter of the Pink Boot Society and a contributor for Fueled by Hops, which is a craft beer blog. Um, Melissa actually reached out to me in the first place to do a story on this podcast, which was sort of amazing because that's kind of the first time that's ever happened. Melissa focuses on women in craft beer um, for what she contributes to Fueled by Hops. So when she reached out to me to do a story on her, I said, hey, let's have you on my podcast as well so you can talk a little bit about yourself and all the things you're involved in in the craft beer industry. So I really enjoyed this podcast episode and I think you will too. Hello, everybody. We are joined by Melissa Larrick of Hitchhiker Brewing Company, the Pittsburgh chapter of the Pink Boot Society, and also contributor for Fueled by Hops. Melissa, how are you doing this hump day? It's no, what day? Of the week? It's Monday. Oh my god! <laughs> I literally thought it was Wednesday. I'm off Monday and Wednesdays, yes. so I had to be. It's a toss up between whatever day it is for me. Oh, that's such a Monday statement. How's Wednesday? It's Monday. Um, I'm good. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's already Wednesday. We're we're two days from the weekend now. It's Monday. <laughs> well, first of all, before we get into the meat of the questions, um, introduce yourself and tell us what you do for each of the three things that I listed. Yeah, so um, I'm the taproom manager at Hitchhiker Brewing in Pittsburgh. Um, so I just oversee daily operations. I'm in charge of like onboarding new hires, um, training folks, and then just I work alongside of my staff. So I also bartend. Um, it's a really fun gig. I've been working in front of house stuff for the better part of like 13 years, um, which is hard to believe. So yeah, this is my first go at like official management stuff, and I've been doing that for about two years. Um, I've been involved with Pink Boots Society since 2018, um, no, 2017, sorry, um, and my role there is I'm an active member, and I also um, am the social media manager for our chapter, um, so, you know, we just attend meetings, and we try to keep, you know, connected to everybody, especially during COVID, um, we do uh, charity fundraisers, we like to give back to our community, give back to our female community through the Pink Hops um, Hot Blend, special brew days on uh, International Women's Day, um, things like that. So that's really awesome. I've had a lot of cool opportunities with them. And recently I was brought on um, to be a content writer and the social media manager for the uh, blog based here in Pittsburgh, Fueled by Hops. Um, so thanks, COVID. That's <laughs> kind of how I fell into that position. Um, I was brought on to have my focus uh, um, with females in the beer industry. So right now I'm kind of focusing on finding all the females um, that are uh, that have owned and operated breweries, um, things of that nature. But now I'm kind of like starting to run out of material, unfortunately, because there's not too many of us out there that are doing that kind of thing. So now I'm just, you know, just trying to uplift uh, women in beer and amplify voices and stories. Yeah, so that's kind of how, um, a little background, uh, Melissa and I got in contact. She's obviously in Pittsburgh. I'm here in Louisville. She actually reached out to me about my podcast um, to do a story on me, which was very flattering. That has never happened before. I like call my parents. I'm like, somebody wants to do a story on me. And they're like, you? And I'm like, yeah. Um, which is awesome. And then I was like, well, hey, like I'd love to do 
an interview podcast with you. So we'll just, you know, we'll just do a double interview, um, which is awesome. Cause I think what she's doing is amazing. Um, I'm kind of doing the same thing. Hers is in rent form for, you know, but obviously I think ours is going to reach two different audiences cause she's up in Pittsburgh and I'm down here in Louisville, Kentucky, which I think it's great. And um, if you ever need contacts, obviously reach out. There's a bunch of female-owned breweries and female breweries here. Um, some that I haven't even talked to on the podcast yet. So uh, before we get into other questions, how did you get into craft beer? What was, was there one beer that you, that turned it? Was there one brewery? Was it, so tell me your kind of story. So I had just left um, this restaurant uh, in Pittsburgh that really focused on like high-end uh, tequilas and bourbons. So I was, I, like I had said, I had been working in the front of house of, you know, the service industry for quite a while. And I always really liked beer. I was more of a beer drinker than anything else. Um, I like spirits, but they always make my stomach upset. <laughs> um, so I just always find myself drinking beer. It's just like what I know. So I, uh, my partner and I, we bought our house in 2017. And in our neighborhood, um, right across the bridge from us was Voodoo Brewery Homestead. And Voodoo Brewery. Sorry, I'm right by Main Street. <laughs> it's like, what was that? It's a motorcycle. <laughs> I thought it was an audio effect. <laughs> um, so Voodoo Brewery is a really well-known brewery here in Pennsylvania and across the states um, for like their barrel room collection beers um, and other things that they do. So my partner and I just like walked in one day and I was like, damn, this place is really cool. Like, I think mm -hmm. I could totally work here. And so I emailed them and they emailed me back. And before I knew it, I had a job there. Um, so it had been about a year that I was there. And then that's how I got like introduced to Pink Boots and everything else kind of just worked out from there. Was there, you know, I think everyone kind of has that one beer that they've tried and they're like, oh, wait, this is good. Like, I could drink more of this. Did you have that for you? Um, <laughs> I think I drank a lot of more beer than I'd like to admit. <laughs> um, I would say, though, like, as far as uh, the, like, I would say, like, local craft stuff is mm -hmm. what really uh, got me or, like, smaller craft beer. Mm -hmm. um, and... I would take a trip down to Asheville every year, probably since I was like, I don't know, 22 or 23. And I really liked Wicked Weed down there. Mm -hmm. And I really like started to really love Burial. So like, then it was just like, I don't really want to go down there for anything else, but these like two breweries. And then, I don't know, like it was a combination of that and like, craft beer kind of starting to blow up in the country. Like there were times where you could only get like New Belgium's fat tire in the South. So like if I was on a family vacation or something at the beach, I would make sure I brought home a case of fat right. tire. And then before I knew it, I brought a case home and I'm like, wait, you can get this in Pittsburgh now. And that was kind of like around the same time that I got really into craft beer too. Mm -hmm. I think just like the availability of it was like really exciting to me. Yeah, I know. Yeah, everyone kind of has their own story. So I'd like to hear people talk about it. Um, so Hitchhiker Brewing, uh, kind of tell us about the brewery. Where, when was it founded? If you what kind of, you know, system you guys are working with? What's are some of your cores? Yeah, so uh, we were founded in uh, 2014. Uh, we were we started out in a 750 square foot retail space, um, which we still have a tap room that you can visit today. But in the basement of that retail space was our little microbrewery that was on a three barrel system. Um, it was super tiny, 
and um, we were starting to gain popularity. Um, and by 2017, we had moved our space from that little tiny one to the old Fort Pitt Brewing facility that's located in Sharpsburg, which is just outside of the city um, of Pittsburgh. And now we're on a 30 barrel system. And it's really cool that like, we circled back to a building that was built for brewing beer. Mm -hmm. They were in production from like 1901 to 1958. Um, they closed and then the building became a couple other different things before we got there. But yeah, it's cool to like bring it home to, you know, what the building was originally intended for. That's awesome. Um, do you guys can and distribute? And if so, how far is your distribution? Yeah, so we do have a canning line. Um, we do uh, four packs of 16 ounce cans and our distribution is pretty wide um, as far as like Western Pennsylvania goes. And we just um, about a month and a half ago started distributing over to Philadelphia, which is huge. Mm -hmm. um, the hitchhiker's owner is actually from that area. So I think it was like really exciting for him to get his product over there. So we're really excited about that. And then where did the name hitchhiker come from? You know, I always get asked that question and I really have to ask uh, Gary, the owner, like where the hell that came from. I honestly have no idea, but if I was willing to guess, um, I think it, it kind of like comes from like Hitchhikers of the Galaxy. Okay. If you look at a lot of our can art, it's very like spacey, okay. nebulas, right. um, kind of like, you know, I don't know, space beer stuff. <laughs> So there wasn't any cool hitchhiking story that happened before. If there was, I don't know it, and I'm ashamed to, to to admit that. I think they should tell people that they have this like crazy hitchhiking story. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely a lot of customers. That's the best thing to do. Oh yeah, I, I make up stuff on the spot all the time. <laughs> <laughs> don't we all? Uh, so I've been a tapper manager before, and I like to ask other managers, "What's your favorite part about being?" Um, you know, a tapper manager. I think it's very different than being a bar manager or a restaurant manager. Um, so what is your favorite part about being a manager at a brewery? Um, I find it special to be a female in that role. Um, aside from the owner's wife, um, I'm the only female in upper management for our company. So that makes me feel really um, like special and, and kind of powerful at times. Um, I really like... I think I just am a very creative person and I like to see things come to fruition if it's just like an idea that's shared over a beer or something that's like, oh, hey, I feel like this could, you know, let's throw this cog into the work and, and I think like it'll, it'll really help the well-oiled machine of our business and I like to like take those suggestions from our staff and like really put them into place. Um, so that's definitely something I enjoy. And like I said, like I really enjoy working alongside of my team. Mm -hmm. I still don't get to lose that aspect of, of bartending because, right. um, you know, much like yourself, I love talking to people. Mm -hmm. I love talking about beer, connecting with people. People are like, what's up, Mel? Mel from Hitchhiker. Like, oh, yeah. shoot, you know. Um, I, I love, like, being known in the beer community as as far as that goes. It's like, yeah. Into a, a, no, I, yeah, I completely agree with all those things. There's something different about being a tapper manager. And um, so uh, I know you mentioned uh, that you were involved in the Pittsburgh chapter of the Pink Boot Society. Um, can you just go over how you got involved and more um, on what kind of things uh, you guys are doing right now? 
Sure. Um, so right now, well, first how I got involved, um, I think I just like did some research on my own. I was looking into going to GABF in Colorado and I was just kind of researching what was going on and I, I saw that they do this like hop selection um, at that festival every year and I'm like pink boots for women like what is this so then I started doing my own research I found that we did have an active chapter here in Pittsburgh and um, so I connected to our chapter leader and before I knew it, I paid my dues and I was on my way to go in my first meeting um, at my meeting I finally got to like put some faces to some breweries that are really popular here in Pittsburgh um, everybody is really accepting and welcoming and I was just like right off the bat made some friends that I still have today you know just mm -hmm. from being in the industry it's really really cool um and that was my dog hacking up along that's funny my cat is like pestering me I live in like a three-story house and she has anywhere she could be and she wants to be right here during this interview <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah. what's one unique thing you think about your the Pittsburgh chapters versus some of the other chapters I know it's a tough question, but um, um, I would say one thing that you guys think you're that's special or not, you know, I guess maybe not even unique, just I don't know what sets you guys apart than some of the well, other chapters. I think, so a lot of different chapters, you know, I don't know a whole lot about different chapters mm -hmm. because I don't really know what is offered in certain cities. What I mean by that is like, a great example. We did a really awesome fundraiser with the Pittsburgh Glass Center. Cool. And it's a glass blowing facility. Yeah. And so we did this uh, event night called Hot Hot Glass Cold Beer. Um, so it was like we had brewed a different couple different uh, types of beer for the event, and it was hosted at the Glass Center. We raised funds for our chapter. And I think we raised funds for the Glass Center simultaneously. Mm -hmm. And we also had um, upstairs in their like glass blowing studio, they made one giant pink boot. That's and they awesome. like, blew it on the spot. And yeah. like all the people that attended the, the um, event were like watching it and drinking our beer. And like it was just super interactive. And I think it was really special to not just be like, hey, we're in beer. Here's some beer. Like it, we right. got to apply it to like another avenue of arts in right. our city. Um, they amplified us. We amplified them. And I thought it was just like a really cool exchange. Um, and then we had an event um, linked with those guys at one of our breweries in Pittsburgh called Grist House. And they came with like this traveling truck that they blew glass at the brewery for like another demonstration, which was like really badass to have that. That's awesome. Um, I really like that. So I um, think that was probably the most unique thing that we've done, at least as far as, you know, my time. Right. Do you guys have any special brew days coming up that you want to promote or anything? Actually, we don't. Um, we, you know, <laughs> during COVID, we've been doing like a couple of Zoom meetings here and yeah. there. Um, but I think we're all just really taking time to just like, you know, people that own breweries to make sure that they're, you know, right. staying afloat and the rest of us just kind of like getting by, you know, day to day because a lot of us, you know, have seen changes in our employment or just right. changes overall. So I think we're all just kind of taking a step right now just to focus on ourselves. But I think soon enough we'll get back to into the swing of things, at least I hope. 
Yeah. <laughs> Don't we all? And then finally, we'll talk about Fueled by Hops. I know you mentioned it has kind of come about because of COVID and you had a little bit more free time, as did my podcast. And then I also am an editor for porchdrinking.com, uh, which is another craft beer website that I will shout out for people who probably, if you listen to this podcast, you're probably into craft beer. Um, so tell us how you got involved in that kind of more in depth and what exactly your role is. Um, yeah. Sure. So, um, there was a post by Ryan um, that is the founder of Fuel by Hops, and I, I knew him from him coming into the tap room. Um, I think we had met in person not even, you know, four months ago, and he made this post on social media saying they were looking for another blog uh, contributor, and so I was like, hey, uh, I'm free. I would love <laughs> to, you know, contribute because, you know, ultimately, I'm just trying to grow my resume. I want to be involved in all aspects of the beer industry. Um, I, I consider myself to be a decent writer, um, even though I'm like, you know, 13 years out of school, 14 <laughs> years now. I don't know. I'm old. Um, Being a good writer uh, doesn't go away. Yeah, sure. I, I guess so. And I just like kind of wanted to tap into that and like just do something new. So he said, yeah, actually, um, you know, since you're involved with pink boots and everything. Oh, my cat is like up here. Hold on. This girl, please. You're famous. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's like, you know, I think since you're involved with pink boots and everything, it'd be really cool if you could be, you know, have your focus of your writing on women in the craft beer scene. Um, so he's like, that's it. You know, that's all yeah. I require. Um, so get to it. And then a couple of days later, he was like, actually, by the way, do you have time to be our social media manager too? <laughs> I was like, lay it on me. Like yeah. anything else that I can do, I'm, I'm here for it. So it's kind of cool. I've been able to like explore with different, um, apps. Like I'm getting familiar with WordPress finally mm -hmm. and all these different like social media, like management things. Canva is a really cool app, mm -hmm. to, like create photo editing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like things that I would never have done. I didn't know that I could do like graphic design, baseline graphic design work. That's how I am. Um, but, like, can you, pretty cool. for the brewery I'm at now, I'm starting to do our social media and, and I'm like, hey, I was just messing around for when I, we release our Martin for Oktoberfest. And I was like, hey, I just, you know, put this together. He's like, that's amazing. And I was like, okay, like, sure. I took graphic, I took a graphic design, like my junior year in high school, but sure. Thank you. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I like to tell people I'm very like artistic, but digitally, not like with <laughs> my, with my hand. Um, yeah. but yeah, like I, it's crazy that you said it. Cause I have a very similar story as during COVID I started this podcast and then I had been writing for um, a website and I wrote a story about this whole stone brewing and them suing uh, this a small local brewery here in Kentucky and it kind of went viral and then I had porch drinking um, their craft beer website reach out to me and was like you want to write for us and I was like sure and then they're like do you want to be the uh, the regional editor for your your area like Kentucky and I was like sure like bring it on let's do it uh, kind of like you said I just want to be involved in all aspects of the beer industry because um, I think it's I was a journalism major, so I think it's fun to tell people stories, and I think you're you're in this you're the same way. Um, what are some of the your favorite stories you've gotten to write about, write so far, and like or about who or somebody? Yeah, so um, actually, much to my surprise, you know, I'm thinking like, who the hell is gonna read my stories? Like, hopefully, somebody will. Yeah. But like, when I'm start when I started this out, I was like, you know, don't put too much pressure on yourself. Just kind of like connect with people and just kind of see where it goes. Um, 
I connected with these really awesome uh, owners of Urban Growler. They're out in St. Paul, Minnesota. And their story was so well received on our blog that it out of like, I think they've been doing their blog for like a couple years now. My story was like the top third viewed story of all time for their blog. Not yeah, I couldn't awesome. believe it. I was just like, what on earth is happening? Like, this is amazing. And they have such an amazing story. Like it yeah. has nothing to do with my writing. I was just so excited to have, you know, can, that it all just worked out. Like right. I reached out to them, they got back to me and the magic happened and their story is so unique. Um, mm -hmm. Please, like, if, if you're listening to this podcast, go check them out. Urban Growler. Um, it's a story of blatant discrimination and perseverance to open up Minnesota's very first female-owned brewery. Um, so also for my listeners, I create a Facebook page. I only had an Instagram, but I realized I couldn't share, like, articles on Instagram. So I will post your that article on my Facebook page. So go like it, follow it, whatever people do with Facebook. Yes. Um, but that's awesome and it being a writer it feels good for people to read your story and click it because you know I don't know obviously people don't read full stories anymore but um, I could see that being a cool feeling and you're telling someone's story which you probably are passionate about and agree with and you know want other people to know about so it's very rewarding to see people also read it and care about it and like it um, absolutely also honorable mention to um Lost Coast Brewing out in Eureka, California, mm -hmm. uh, California's first female-owned brewery. That was opened in 1989. And yeah. I connected with Barbara Gloom, who's the owner. She's like in her 70s now. That's and awesome. she's still part of her business. You know, she's definitely taken a step back without like, you know, the, the physical aspect of things. But it's just so cool to like talk to all these different females in the beer industry, like young, old, um, you know, from all different races, backgrounds, um, mm -hmm. you know, it's just, it's so cool. Like so many people's stories are just so different, but right. we're all kind of the same at the end of the day, which is. We just want to make good beer and talk about beer. Yeah. Um, so kind of my last question about you and your, um, and what you do in the industry is, so you're clearly passionate about, about, you know, women and women pursuing equality in the craft beer industry. Um, what do you, like, why do you think it's important for people like you and then people like me to tell people stories and what do you think it, you know, I don't know. People are like, of course women work in the beer industry, but like, but that's not what people think about. Um, why, what else do you think we can do who, as people who have a voice to create more equality in this industry? It's kind of a loaded question, but why, I guess maybe is why are you so passionate about it as well? I'm making sure I take the time to answer this. Yeah. It's a deep question to end the podcast or not end it, but to end the questions. And I think it's an important one and one that I've answered before. So I want to hear your answer. Absolutely. Um, so I think, I think what I want to say about that is I just, I want to inspire women to not feel intimidated in this industry there are so many of us that are making our way or have paved the way for people like us to now come through that path um and i think there's going to be a lot of you know women who are coming of drinking age getting interested in that kind of community 
um, the coolest thing about craft beer is its community. Like, you know, we give back, we do fundraisers, we, you know, take care of the people in our industry. I want that not just for white males, but for all. And it's really important that we start with the women of, you know, the movers and shakers of this industry, because it's not, it's not always handed to women. I feel like sometimes we really have to like earn our respect in the industry. We have to overly educate ourselves to be taken seriously, um, which is fine. That's, that's all, you know, well and good at the end of the day. But I think I just want, I don't know. I want to see more women in the industry being taken seriously. And if there's a man with a beard standing next to me, not for someone to just assume that they know more than I do. Yeah, I, want I, that, I want that level of, um, you know, ass, just assumption to go away. Mm-hmm. And also don't assume that I like fruity beer. I think that's been like a very common thing about women in the beer industry. So who do I don't want to like talk? beer and I don't want a fruity beer. Next. Who do we need to talk to to make shirts that say that and like just mound every female in the brewing industry? <laughs> totally. I, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I like fruit. I like. Yeah, I love fruity good. beers. Don't get me wrong. I just drank a strawberry Kolsch last night. That was amazing. But That's I also awesome. like IPAs and I also like porters and I also yeah. like Martins. Um, the assumption of, of men that how they view women in the industry, I just don't want there to be any labels anymore. Mm-hmm. Like we all know what we're talking about. We're all here for a reason. Yeah. There's nothing that makes me angry is when a guy comes in and orders something and he thinks he knows more about the beer, our beer and my brewery because I'm a woman. And I'm like, sir, I'm here five days a week. I know beer. I, I, I read about beer. I have a bookshelf to my right. There's beer, beer books all over it. So I, I completely agree. And I see, you know, I've worked in this industry long enough where I see my male counterparts don't get that same type of, you know, people telling them what to do. So. And I feel like they don't have to, I don't want to say this. I'm going to say it. Cause this is an all female body. Say it. It feels like men don't have to work for the respect in the beer industry. They just mm-hmm. show up and it's like, oh, it's a dude thing. Yeah. Men drink beer, like women, women drink wine. Right. I, I feel like that's that, you know, assumption is kind of going away, but it's there. Oh, it's still there. And like, it's very frustrating be, being in the front of house, being the, you know, face behind the bar. Yeah. And being so blatantly disrespected, but you can't give that back to them. Right. I mean, like, you can in like a coothful way, but like you gotta, you gotta kind of take it and it hurts. Yeah, it definitely does. I'm, I'm the full-time bartender right now. I'm not the manager, but I'm like, I'm there five days a week. I'm going in there on our off day to talk to my boss about marketing stuff. So I'm like six days a week. Sometimes I go in on my off days. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure I know more about it than you, sir, mm-hmm. with your growler. Okay, that's another tangent. We'll, we'll just end on that. So <laughs> before we get like, like, and yeah, before we get into- I also had someone tell me, um, I was telling them about, so we had a Pink Boots beer that I had the opportunity to come up with the recipe. The head brewer at our spot let me take full charge. Mm-hmm. It was a gorgeous honey pale ale called Hive Mind. I was really, really proud of it. Um, and I was explaining to a patron- that I came up with the grist bill and I was there for the brew day. And he goes, Oh, how cute. <laughs> oh, no. like, I'm oh, no. out. I'm so oh, no. Oh no. I, 
I think I would have just like walked away and been like, you're going to have to deal with this. I'm just, oh, yeah. My, the best thing for hey. me to do is walk away sometimes. Yeah. So I was like, you just look like a mad kitty. Like you were just about to like hop over the bar and get that guy. But I didn't. I just said, I know, right? I'm so cute. I'm so my pink boots. Okay. So I always end my podcast with uh, two questions and then rapid fire. So first question is, if you could go on any beer vacation, where would it be and why? Um... I'm trying to think of, oh, oh, I know. Um, I was trying to think of places I haven't been. Um, so I, full disclosure, hate Belgian beers. Me Belgian too. Beers Me too. Just does not, it get, I just, I can't. I don't I can't like do the All I taste is like spiciness. cigar. Yeah. I, I just taste like cigar paper yeah. and tobacco. And so I think, in all fairness, I feel like I need to go to the root of the source immerse myself in the culture and maybe I'll have this like come to Belgian beer Jesus moment and I think yeah I, I definitely want to go to Belgium for sure yeah. well I also like Belgian lambics I, I, I don't oh, really sure. think they're true Belgian lambics I guess they're in some of them are imported that I've had but I'd love to try like a real fresh lambic but yes I'm the same way Belgians are very weird for me as well we have a saison on right now, and they use Belgian yeast. And everyone's like, "How is it?" And I'm like, "Well, I just I can't. I don't like it. I I know I want I want to." And then, okay, so my second question is, who would you most love to have a beer with? Well, if they walk into Hitchhiker, who would you want it to be? You sit at your tap room. Oh my God. Okay, so I am an avid Pee Wee Herman fan. <laughs> I love him i've loved him since i was a child and i would be so starstruck and just like wigged out and i would love to have a beer with him Huey herman i love it i love all the random answers i get on this podcast that's, that's why i do it for that question he's just he's such a wacky guy and i just want to hear him like do funny voices and i would just have i would have a hoot i love it <laughs> all right rapid fire time so i'm going to name two things and you name the the one you prefer Okay. Easy peasy. Six pack of 12 ounce cans or four pack of 16? Four pack of 16. Glass bottle or can? Can. Ale yeast or lager yeast? Mm. Probably lager. Lager. Crowler or growler? Mm. Crowler. Sit at the bar or sit at a table? Bar for sure. New England or West Coast IPA? Mm, oh god i'll say new england but i really like a i'll call it a midwest ipa like all forward ones yeah like malty yeah. um like a little bit more crispness because the new england sometimes they're just like sweet they're just like to me they're just like too juicy juice bombs yeah totally. okay stout or porter um porter gosa or berliner vice Ooh, Gosa for sure. Seltzer or cider? God, seltzer. Oh, okay. We're, we can, we need to end this interview. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. Cider's Sel seltzers, <laughs> seltzers are fine. I peanut butter, I peanut butter or coffee in your beer? Coffee. Oktoberfest or pumpkin beer? Oktoberfest. Nice, good answer. Uh, couch beer or deck beer? Mm, deck beer. And then favorite favorite beer glass style? Uh, Billy Bacher. What's that? Uh, it's like a, a Willie Becker. It's like a pint glass. Like they're kind of like uh, rounded. Oh, I call those uh, like a, a tulip pint or something. I know what you're talking about. Tulip, it doesn't have like a foot to it though. It's yeah. Like, um, um, it's like a fancy pub pint or whatever. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I have one literally right behind me. So yeah. 
<laughs> well, well, Melissa, we've been on here for a while, so I will let you get back to your Monday, not your Wednesday, your Monday. Thanks. Thank you so much. And uh, definitely go check out her stuff on Field on or Field by Hops. Um, follow the Pink Boots chapter of Pittsburgh because that's her. And um, yeah, so I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. It was a joy. Thanks so much. Yes, it was.